Thursday morning, and as I look out the window, and the light snow continues to fall, and someone is making their way into the police, or into the police, into the radio station. Which station am I working at here? Someone's making their way into the radio station. I see a slip and fall happen right in front of me. Yeah, it's sanded out there, but it's slippery out there. So be careful as you're making your way, uh, whether it's on foot or by vehicle today. The snow and, of course, in parts of Saskatchewan, that rain that came a few days ago is still causing some driving challenges in the province. Always good to check the highway hotline. All right, we've been talking education for, well, it seems like for as long as I've been doing this show I'm into just starting month three of this journey where you and I get a chance to chat every day. And education has been a big part of our talks each and every day. Yesterday was day two of the rotating strikes by STF. And at the end of their day, they're literally taking off their toques and kicking the snow off their boots. And a call comes in from the province saying, okay, we got a new mandate. Let's go back to the bargaining table and see if we can get a deal done. So the STF says we're suspending all other strike action, which meant lunch hour supervision was back on today in the schools. And uh, Monday is the day that they are sitting down for the first time in quite a while to understand what now is a bit of a, a new mandate from the province. Will it be enough Time will tell, because don't forget the teachers were looking for a couple of things. One was wages, and we, we've talked a fair bit about that. But the other was finding a way to address classroom complexity, and that's the one that seems to be a bit more of a sticking point, at least from the province's standpoint. They don't think it should be in the collective agreement. They agree it's an issue. In fact, I'm not sure if I've found anyone that hasn't agreed that it's an issue. What what we're disagreeing over maybe is how we handle it or what the best way to handle it or whose problem is it to handle. But in doing so, we are having talks. We are opening up lines of communication with literally every group of people who have a say and have a bit of an understanding of what this complexity looks like. And my guest now is someone who has exactly that. Dean Nicholson is a person that worked as a library tech in Saskatoon Public School System for years. She's now the president of the QP Local that looks after many different educational support workers and joins me from her office this morning. Dean, thanks so much for taking our call. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to have you here. So I'm going to start off by, you know, we talk about classroom complexity without even breaking down further, because we know that there's lots involved there, we tend to do the same thing with educational support workers. There's a lot of people that, that fill that bucket of education support workers. Help us understand what those roles look like in a school. All right. So we have uh, in our division approximately uh, 1,400 to 1,800 at a given uh, time um, support staff who uh, both directly and indirectly support the classroom. We have obviously our office support staff, our administrative uh, assistants and secretaries who, you know, are the face of the schools. They uh, put out the information and they do all kinds of different roles. Our wonderful IT department, uh, small but mighty, uh, kept us online and going uh, through the pandemic. And they're currently, you know, um, working all, every day to keep, you know, our teachers and our students uh, uh with current technology. Library technicians, they run the library with the support of teacher librarians. We have maintenance and tradespeople. Uh, they keep our buildings operational. 
We have nutrition workers and cafeteria workers who feed our students on a daily basis. Uh, restorative justice workers uh, work with the, the students who, who need their support. We have traditional knowledge keepers. Uh, they help, you know, with Indigenous perspectives. We have our graphic arts and printing staff. We have, um, our division doesn't have, but there are other divisions that have bus drivers that are part of their locals. We have a little bit of everything, and we work in my division. There's 58 different locations across the city. Wow. So that, it's, that list is much more extensive than I, even I thought in terms of educational support. But, you know, I think often we're thinking of just the people that are in the classroom. In some cases, uh, these uh, professionals are in the classroom. In other cases, they're, they're supporting the educational system in the school in other ways that assist the teachers, something like IT. I think about how learning has changed and transformed how teachers use IT in day-to-day teaching opportunities. That's a big part of it. We know things completely shut down if if it is not working if if our it department hadn't been on the ball during the pandemic i'm not sure how much learning would have happened those first few months that we were shut down they were amazing in getting uh just the technology out to the uh the staff and the students so that learning could continue and i mean there is probably and i'm just taking a wild guess here 20 people in that department who, who worked their butts off just to get it done Dean Nelson is my guest, uh, worked as a library tech in the Saskatoon public system for a number of years, uh, now represents education support workers as president of the CUPE local. So this the whole notion, Dean, of classroom size and complexity, has this been an evolution over time? Has this been something that's been building for quite some time? Or have we seen a dramatic and sharp change in the last couple of years? There's been... Um cuts by the government for for the last seven, eight years. Um, The boards have done what they can not to affect affect classroom sizes, but this has been building for years. Um, In 2017, my department, the libraries, uh, we were cut and uh, we lost uh, secretaries across the, some secretaries across the division. And then the next time around, more cuts were made and more cuts were made. And the, the boards made very difficult decisions to try to keep the classroom the same. We've gotten to the point where all these cuts cumulatively have now started to affect what happens in the classroom. I mean, EAs who used to be one-to-one with students now have maybe two students that they're responsible for every day. We have some educational assistants who are visiting three, four, five, six classrooms a day just to work with different students because they are stretched so thin. We have so many students who have challenging and complexing complex needs. We have EAL students who just need that little bit of a hand up to get them to go uh, to be where they need to be. Some of these kids are coming in learning their third or their fourth language. They're not. um, They just need that little bit of extra support to help them to get them to the point where they can work on their own. But we just don't have the time anymore because the classrooms are so large and there's so many different needs in those classrooms. Dean Nicholson is my guest who has worked in the Saskatoon public school system as a library tech, a part of an educational support system that is in place in all schools, now president of the CUPE local and uh, giving us yet another vantage point of this discussion that we've been having over the last little while. So, Dean, in the conversations that we've had about this over the last few weeks, there are people that strongly believe that this intense focus on integration is part of the problem. 
and that integration, while as a concept, is great, but the reality is it's causing, it's not serving the needs of those that need the extra support and help, and it's hurting the kids that don't and that are a part of, of the regular class that, that might not need the extra support and help. What's your thought, your thought and, and your organization's thought on integration? Uh, integration is, is a wonderful thing. All children, no matter their abilities, uh, deserve an education. And if the supports are there, the classroom can be supported properly to that all of these children can get a proper education. So if, if we were looking at classroom complexities, and, and this is another thing, and you, you've reached out and talked about a couple of them. You talked about the, the language thing, for example. There, we we know that there's different buckets that that would be probably in that classroom complexity talk could be behavioral issues, uh, yeah. could be medical or physical, uh, mental health uh, delays or or challenges that they're dealing with. It could be a whole bunch of different things. Is is there is there one area that predominantly adds to class complexity, or is it literally just the com- combination of all of them? In my opinion, it's the combination of all of them and the lack of support in the classroom because of the cuts. I mean, if you're talking about, uh, you know, a classroom that has 30-plus students that that has, you know, three, four, five different grade levels and, you know, a student with uh, ADHD, ODD, and needs their specialized support, and then you've got a student who's, you know, feeling anxious and, you know, just everything all together. But if you had an EA for that classroom and then, you know, those designated students um, who also needed an EA and the class was, you know, 25, you could move around that classroom. You could support those students who need it. You could give your time and attention to not only those who need the support, but to those who, you know, may be excelling and need extra care and attention. Um, My daughter you know, um, once got into trouble because, you know, she was fooling around because she was done her assignment in five minutes. Those kids need attention too. And when we're not supporting the classroom with the appropriate amount of staff and the appropriate amount of kids for that staff, then everybody, not just the intensive support students, uh, lose in, in the whole situation. You know, you bring up such a good point on on kind of our higher achieving students who we've heard time and time again. Um, recently, there was uh, some testing done to show that Saskatchewan students are lagging behind in areas of reading and math when it comes to being compared to students across Canada. But we're also, we found out that we don't have the number of high achieving students as well. And there's been some finger pointing to say that that too speaks to classroom complexity because there isn't that attack and attention to challenge those kids and, and get them achieving where they should. So I want to push you a little bit, Dean, on on the just as an example on English as a second language. Um, okay. So is is there an argument to be made? Because when we open up the phone lines and we have conversations with everyday people in the province, people who aren't working in the schools but are parents um, and you know have a vested interest in this, what we hear time and time again is why isn't there an effort made to not in the classroom but in a separate setting get the English language up to where it needs to be so that that step into the classroom is seamless as opposed to trying to teach them science and English as a language at the same time. Is, is there an argument for that or no? I am not uh, 
I, I'm not well-versed in that. Um, I will say that our English as an additional language teachers, um, I know they have been cut for the last few years, and so there are less and less supports in the schools, even if we are trying to teach them English and science at the exact same time. But um, I, I'm not qualified to speak to that yeah. any further. Okay, fair enough. Dean Nicholson is my guest library tech for many years with the Saskatoon public school system and now president of the QP local. So um, I've only got a couple of minutes uh, left here before I let you go, Dean. It is the solution putting it in the teacher's contract. The teachers have been saying since the start they want complexity addressed in their contract. Um, is that, do you think that's part of the solution? I do. I really do. The teacher's working conditions are the students' learning conditions. But on top of that, their working conditions are also our working conditions. You know, when you've got a classroom that has, you know, 30-plus students in it, the desks that are in that classroom make it hard for anybody to move around. Um, if, if you have a student who's in crisis and you have an obstacle course to get to the door, to take that student to a safe place, or you need to evacuate that classroom for whatever reason. Um, it, it's just not a safe place to be. Uh, our caretaking staff trying to clean those classrooms with 30, 40 desks in them, you know, it becomes a logistical issue. It's the classroom size needs to be dealt with. They, they can't start the year at 30 plus students because all throughout the year, you get transfers in. So your class may start at 30 in September, but by June, you've got 40 kids in that classroom, and it just doesn't work. The complexity, well, I mean, there's got to be supports for those kids who need them. And if we don't have the funding from the government, then the board can't, um, you know, supply those supports that are needed. Uh, we're using Jordan's principal funding to um, add additional education assistance into our, our division. Dean, um, and that funding is not coming from the provincial government. Dean, I appreciate this. We're out of time, but thank you so much for taking some time to join us today and uh, provide a different, yet another perspective on this topic. Thank you so much. That is Dean Nicholson, who worked for a number of years, better part of a decade, actually, as a library tech in the Saskatoon public system and now president of the QP Local that represents a ton of different educational support workers. Um, I think she threw out over 1,400 that work just in her area alone um, in the schools in the Saskatoon area. We're going to continue with the education talk and take yet another look from a different angle. When we come back, you're listening to 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.